0: Check it out right now at GetLatka.com shop was launched back in way back in 2010. They helped merchandisers sell online. One of those merchandisers was Elliot's company called door, door, at NYC.com. Uh, they, that company does five to 10 million top line revenue, but eventually he said, you know, I like the software and I like shop teaks more. Let me start consulting over there before you know it. He's now running it as co-CEO of the platform. They make money in three ways. They'd have a take rate on revenue that goes through shop They sell software called material retail that folks pay 125 bucks for. Again, these, these brand boutiques use it to grow their business. And then lastly, They actually ship POS uh, systems and they actually take a smaller percent uh, flowing through those systems, 72 million in GMV through those systems last year, hoping to grow their revenue, their total revenue, not not like some big GMV number, but their actual revenue to about 1.5 million this year with a small, efficient team, which we love of four full timers. Hey, folks, my guest today is Elliot DGML. He's an experienced entrepreneur, successfully led an independent retail business with eight locations for eight years. He's now the uh, co-CEO of a dynamic startup called MaterialRetail.com. They build software and services for independent retailers. Elliot, you ready to take us to the top? Definitely. Definitely. All right. So what were you using Material Retail when you were running those eight retail locations like as a customer?
1: Yeah, definitely. So material retail has a lot of uh, parts to it. The main one, which uh, most people know is called shopteeks.com. It's a marketplace for independent retailers. Shop what? Shopteeks.com.
0: T-E-E-K-S?
1: Like uh, T-I-Q-U-E-S, like boutiques, shop boutiques, shopteeks. So uh, we, as an independent retailer, we were putting our products on that marketplace and it was super successful. Um, we kind of went two routes for e-commerce. One, we launched our own website. Um, and the other one, we started selling on in the marketplace, and we had much more success on the marketplace. We didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, the tech, the logistics, the marketing, and we just kind of posted the good product and got orders and fulfilled. Um, so it worked really well.
0: What year did you launch those independent locations?
1: So we launched, uh, Door La Door is the name of the retail company in 2010.
0: Okay, 2010 um, sorry door to door.com
1: door la door so the website's door door N-Y-C dot com.
0: Do, so door l a door no
1: d-o-r-l-d-o-r-n-y-c.com
0: door, door la door okay nyc.com okay interesting and what was your main product what were you selling so it's like fast fashion
1: for a uh 25 to 35 year old girl um, definitely like going out clothing and things you'd wear to a club, um, all disposable fashion, like a step up from Trevor 21.
0: Okay. Uh, no, the obvious question, people are going to look at you here and thinking, well, why the hell is this guy selling clothes to like, you know, you know, teenage <laughs> girls?
1: Well, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's in my blood, to be honest. Um, my grandfather was in fashion retail, my dad is in fashion retail and we all just kept doing it. Um, and yeah, my dad worked for my grandpa. I worked for my dad and, uh. Yeah, so that's so what we learn and we look at you know, there's definitely a lot of ways to look at fashion retail. Some of it's by like what's fashionable, the other is looking at numbers and see what's selling. And at the end of the day, a style is just a, a number in a spreadsheet and see what's selling and you go after that. Good vendors, good
0: things like that. That's wild. Okay, so you, you get Door Lador going Dor Door dot com in twenty ten. Uh is that so is it still operating today? Do you sell it or what?
1: Yeah, no, it's still operating. There's uh eight locations. My family still runs it.
0: Um and yeah. Interesting. So, okay. So there are eight locations. So do you rely more on virtual marketplace revenue through shop or actually physical people walking in your eight locations?
1: Definitely the eight locations are the majority of the revenue, but, um, we were able to use the eight locations and leverage, you know, all the inventory and all the stuff we have there to have a profitable e-commerce. We don't have to add really any expense, um, or any inventory, any overhead, like any overhead and just, you know, have, Incremental sales.
0: Interesting. So, how many? How many like unique people bought at least one thing from Door to La Door last year? Um,
1: in store, I'd say in the five tens of thousands. Uh, online, in the you know one to five thousand people.
0: Interesting. And can you give us a sense of revenue size? Are we talking like one to five million, five to ten? Where were you guys generally?
1: Yeah, it's like five to ten.
0: Five to ten. Wow. Okay. So I guess why leave that and go deep into Door to Door? Or sorry, and go deep into material retail.
1: So it was, uh it, was a, call it a slow transition. So I was uh, very involved in Shoptique's material retail as a customer, really kind of spearheaded that in door-to-door. Um, so made a lot of friends at the company. Um, and, you know, over time, slowly got involved, started consulting there two days a week um, in 2018, actually. So did that for two years. For two years, I was there two days a week and really kind of fell in love um, with just helping did they, with they pay and, you
0: for that. Or are you just doing it? Cause you, it helped door the door grow.
1: Yeah, no, they paid us for that. They paid me for that. Okay. I definitely, uh, I wish I could work for free. We can't do it um, yeah. one day. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was like a slow transition. It made it really easy because I knew what I was getting into, you know, after two years, doing it two days a week, I really knew the business. I knew w- what I can add to their business. Um, and then also, what I could bring to the boutiques to help the boutiques be more successful using their products. Um, and, and what year that was that? Transition. So the consulting
0: started what year? 2018. 2018. Okay, then. So so I guess fast forward, when did you realize, oh, maybe the founders want to leave or they're getting forced out and you're going to jump in as co-CEO?
1: So it was like 2020, early 2020, right when COVID was happening. Kind of happened really, really quickly. Me and uh, my co-CEO, Mark, um, were kind of put in place by the... CTO and founder, and the board, and uh, we hit the ground running. COVID was a very busy time. We're definitely e-commerce focused business. Um,
0: yeah, interesting. So you mentioned board. Had they raised a bunch of money?
1: Yeah. So Shop a story history. It's uh, launched in uh, 2012.
0: Raised Wait, sorry. Just to be clear, are price. we talking about Shop or material retail? So Shop uh
1: we rebranded to material retail in 2022.
0: Oh, uh, same, same company. company. So
1: yeah, Shopteeks is uh, the marketplace that Material Retail owns. Um, Shopteeks.com was the only business that we had for about eight, nine years. And then we launched a software suite, which is Material Retail, in 2019. And uh, slowly over time, a lot of the focus um, moved towards the software suite as opposed to the marketplace. So now Shopteeks.com, which is the marketplace, is a subsidiary of Material Retail.
0: I see. When you look at total revenue, like last year, what was a split between Shoptiques versus the software material retail?
1: So the software is like 70% of the revenue. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But a lot of the economic activity happens in the marketplace. The marketplace is not really like profitable for us. We use it as a. Just call it a funnel. Yeah. Marketing funnel. And we also use it to add um, value to the boutiques. Like the boutiques use our software. It's one of our biggest differentiators. Like why would you use material versus Shopify? Because you come in and you start getting online sales right away without having to pay you know, Google or Facebook for ads.
0: That makes a ton of sense. How many unique website hits a month does ShopTeaks get?
1: So it gets like 200,000 unique hits a month.
0: That's not easy. How did you learn how to do SEO and content marketing and get traffic?
1: So uh, a lot of it was, I'd say, luck that I was put into the position in 2020 because a lot of it was done for us. Um, but a lot of it, I think, I would attribute to the network effect. So we have like 500 boutiques selling on the marketplace. Um, so with that comes a ton of recognition from the owners, the employees, their customers, things like that. And then there's a ton of product listing. So we have 60,000 active styles and you know we have everything from a no-name brand that you've never heard of before to big brands like Birkenstock or, you know, cool brands like Queen of Sparkles and Buddy Love and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we really okay.
1: rely on like the boutiques to do all the merchandising and the product descriptions and things like that.
0: Help me understand. I mean, why did the did the did the founder of the company like not want to be involved anymore, or what what happened there?
1: Yeah. So she um, has a family now, and uh, she was going on her third kid, I think, at that time. And uh, I think she gave it ten years, and just I think it was like mutual.
0: Interesting. Yeah. This is Olga. So I mean, she she I assume owned one hundred percent of the company until she sold some to VCs.
1: Well, it was VC-backed um, for a while. So I don't know the exact splits or anything, but she definitely had investors, seed rounds, series and stuff like that.
0: How much total had the company raised?
1: It was like 19
0: million in total. Oh, wow. Have you raised any more since you've come in as co-CEO or no? We have not. Okay. We kind of um,
1: shifted to profitability and we got there, which was great.
0: That's great. When did you hit profitability? Do you remember? So last year. Congrats. It's You don't seem very excited.
1: It's exciting, but it definitely changes the game a little bit right? We went from this call it like high growth like aspirational startup going for let's get to Wall Street as quickly as possible to like all right, let's have a sustainable business where we know we could continue to grow sustainably a little more slowly but still sustainably for years to come as opposed to you know let's just go for a grand slam and hit it or miss basically
0: that's awesome what so give me a sense of how merchandisers are paying um, the software arm of shop so material retail today what what are they paying on average per month and what do they get?
1: So for like the you know base plan call it which gets you access to the full platform to the marketplace inventory management employee management some marketing tools a website and all that stuff it's like one twenty five a month um and then um, I don't know, 125 dollars one hundred twenty five dollars a month and then we also have um with that it's the centerpiece of that is the POS system where they're running transactions in store um so the boutique you're actually, shipping a physical. Yeah, so it's iPad based. So, like everything's done on an iPad, but we'll ship them a credit card terminal, you know, get a rec- receipt printer, barcode scanner. And, you know, you go to a retail store, you pick up a dress, the cashier scans it into the system. You know, she tells you it's 80 bucks. You insert your credit card, a receipt gets printed. That's all us. How much um, does that
0: cost you? Just hard goods cost up front to ship that stuff?
1: Thousand bucks.
0: Interesting. That's the shipping cost plus the actual barcode scanner, card reader, the whole thing.
1: Yeah. And most of the time, the boutique pays for it. Um, a lot of times, also if the boutique is coming off of another POS, a Shopify or Square, they'll have some of the hardware ready because it's iPad based.
0: Okay. A lot of us
1: use the same stuff. Um, as long as it's, as it can be, as long as it can be connected with Bluetooth, it'll probably work. Um, so we also get a cut of the credit card revenue. What percent? Um, which is nice. So it depends on the on the boutique, but it's a minimal amount. Let's say a quarter of a percent to a half a percent. Uh, but okay. the beauty is we also have a deal with our credit card partner that they beat the merchant's current rates. So it's like a win-win. They switched to our POS. Um, they saved some money on their credit card rates, whether they're coming from Square or like uh, global payments or whatever. Um, so we'll save the money on the credit card rates and we'll also be able to take a cut. So
0: win-win there. Interesting. That's, that makes a ton of sense. And how many boutiques are paying for material retail today?
1: So we have like 200 boutiques who are using the like, full software suite and then like another, call it 300 on top of that, who are selling on the marketplace. Um, we do also have a services arm of the but business. But those three
0: hundred are not paying the one twenty five a month. No, no. interesting. Just paying, Why don't you require okay. that? Why don't you require they pay the software fee in order to get to the marketplace? Um, you know, we tried that a lot of different
1: times. It just doesn't work. Um, yeah, yeah. We definitely okay. give better. We, we give better uh, economics if you're a POS user versus not POS user on the marketplace. Lower commissions. Um, people see your products more and things like that. So the um, three hundred that fire.
0: sell only on the marketplace. What what? Like what do you take from them? Like 10% of sales or how do you make money there?
1: So we charge uh, usually a 30% commission on okay. marketplace sales. We do pay for shipping and things like that. So we end up making like call 10% to the bottom line. Um, but yep. for boutique on the, mar- on the POS, we'll charge them uh, 25%. And we, you know, probably break even on most orders. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And then can you give me a sense of, obviously with any marketplace, the big numbers, gross merchandise value, right? Volume, right? Over a period of time. What was your GMV last year?
1: So it was uh, called
0: $2.5 Okay. And w- would you consider that successful year, not successful year?
1: So it's uh, I consider a success because again, we shifted to profitability. It's really easy to burn money on the marketplace, especially when you're working on uh, a commission and you don't have high margins we can very easily raise that GMV. The trick is like, how do we raise it without burning cash? Um, Um, So it's hard, a little bit hard for us because, you know, we don't have the same economics as a lot of other e-commerce players. So we can't go out and just do, you know, the standard stuff because like, let's say like a revolve or another big fashion brand, um, they're going to work on, let's say 50, 60% margins where we're working on 25% at the most um, Mm -hmm. before any of our expenses. I'm sure they'll have the same expenses when it comes to shipping and things like that. Um, But, they're working on called double the margins. They could have double the ad spend. And so just put that in a ROI.
0: sentence, teaks is your marketplace. You make money there off 30% cut. Um, you did 2.5 million of GMV last year there. So what does that work out to so like $750,000 of top line revenue there? And you'll take you know 10% of that to the bottom line? Yeah. Or 30%, okay. 30% of the 750K to the bottom line.
1: Yeah, but we have, you know we pay for all the shipping costs, credit card fees, things like that. Is it then, you know, discounts, we give a 10% discount on the website. We pay for that. So 30% turns into 20%. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not as uh, pretty
0: as it sounds. Yeah, I know you're all in one. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I didn't say it sounded pretty, by the way. I'm just trying to understand the margins. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this business because I have to, I don't like dealing with multiple SKUs. I don't like dealing with hardware. I don't, you know, boutiques go out of business all the time. Um, but you're uniquely positioned to do it because y- you eat your own dog food. You came from that world. So it makes tons of sense. Um did, does that GMV model also include in-store sales or just the virtual shopteaks?
1: Just the, the virtual shoptiquesaks in-store sales much higher, so including like the whole ecosystem, it's like 75 million.:
0: Oh wow, okay, so you do the majority. I mean, you do 70, 72 million in in-store volume each year. Yeah, but we
1: don't get anywhere near you know the 30 <laughs> percent cut of that obviously. Um, and that's just the, you know the, the GMV that we like the process through our system.
0: Yep, yep, yep. That's the one where like we could multiply 72 million times, would you say 0.5% or something like that? Yeah. 0. 0.2 to 0. 0.5. I mean, yeah. So on the low end, 0. 0.25 of that would be... What is that? 18 million, something like that in, in, in your cut annual.
1: No, no, no. 0.25%,
0: not 25%. Oh, 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 oh. Got it. Got it. Sorry. 180 grand. Yeah, yeah way different. Hundred point two five on 72 million would be 180 grand of revenue there. Definitely. Interesting. Where, so, when you think about expanding the business this year, can you increase your percentages or is it all about just getting more GMV?
1: So, it's all about getting more GMV and merchants. Um, and we're definitely, we have a services part of the business that came in a little bit after. And basically, we, you know, again, we take what we're good at and we kind of layer it on top of our existing products. So, we're really good at web design and call it e commerce marketing, where our boutiques are not. So, we offer mm-hmm. very basic call it. Design email marketing and web design for those boutiques. And, um, you know, we charge them for it. Um, so we've been doing that for years. But what we're doing now is we're kind of trying to partner with a bunch of our boutiques and take their websites to the next level. So let's say, you know, in my example, doyldurranyc.com, like t- takes it over, runs the website for them, all design, all the marketing, all that stuff. They're still responsible for the merchandising, the product sourcing and that stuff. And can we grow their e-commerce? And in that case, we'd take a bigger you know, cut. And I there's see. no expenses behind that, which is, we don't, we're not going to pay for shipping or anything like that. It's just the revenue share. Of the- so,
0: so I guess what percent of your last year's revenue would you attribute to your services arm? Let's
1: call it uh, 15, 20%.
0: Okay, so I mean that's not—I mean that's not small. That's getting up there. Is that generally decreasing or increasing year over year?
1: It's increasing year over year, but it's uh, kind of bittersweet because you know we really want to grow the software because you know we install, and as long as the boutique doesn't churn, we offer them good support and it's really profitable. Whereas services, you got to do work every month. Yeah, so, and we have it down to a science, but it's not—it's uh, not sexy.
0: That makes sense. How many folks are full time at the company today?
1: So we have um, an interesting team. We have four full-time in the US and then 14 full-time in the Philippines and uh, a few part-timers in the US also.
0: Interesting. What functions do you have in the Philippines?
1: So customer support, graphic design, and uh, you know, other, call it random tests.
0: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. All right. What, have, what, what do you wish I asked you about that I haven't asked you about? Something you wish you could talk about, but no one ever you know, asked about.
1: Yeah, I think like why, why material retail versus Shopify? Okay, why material right. retail versus Shopify? So you know what I'd say, and what I really believe, you know, I actually you know, do this in my own life is Shopify is just one size fits all, right? It's e-commerce first, brick and mortar second. It's like kind of jump in and figure it out for yourself. Whereas material retail is a very specific set of tools for a very specific customer. So brick and mortar first, e-commerce second, everything's going to be you know, I don't want to say hand it to you, but it's designed specifically for you. So you come in, you customize it to your liking, and it's just ready for you. Super easy to set up. Um, someone will really help you along the way, as opposed to Shopify. Just we really take uh, we really take um, we take pride in a boutique success because that's where we make more money, right? When a boutique when a boutique grows, we make more money. When we can increase a boutique's sales online, that's where we make our money.
0: What's right. your goal this year, Elliot? What do you hope to grow revenue to? So, we want to end the year with
1: a uh, million five in revenue and um, right. in real revenue, not GMV or anything. And we want to uh, end 2024 with hopefully two million.
0: Now is that aggressive growth? Based off my math, you make about last year about seven hundred fifty thousand on ShopTeeks, three hundred thousand dollars on your software business. That's two hundred customers paying one twenty-five a month. That's twenty-five k of monthly recurring revenue. That's three hundred k there. So we're at a million, and then you make another one hundred eighty k on your in-store volume. So 025 percent of seventy-two million GMV. So you didn't last year. You do about one point two or one point three million already. Yeah. So why not be more aggressive on? I mean, can you grow faster?
1: If we want to. Take more risk and burn a little bit of money, probably. Okay, so,
0: you can't grow faster without spending more money. There's no way to use creativity to grow faster. There's
1: definitely ways to be creative and, and grow more, but we are a very small team, right? Mm-hmm. So, we really have to be very focused and methodical with what we work on. And um, we definitely set 2023, at least the first six months, we set the table um, for the next call two years. We did a, a big replatform of our marketplace, we did a couple of big integrations for the POS. Um, and now we got to just take that to market, basically.
0: Yep. Well, we're rooting for you. We appreciate you teaching us about your model and who you're serving. Uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book? Drive by Daniel Pink. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying?
1: Um, yeah. Toby uh, Lutke from Shopify. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Number, number three, what's your favorite online tool for building material retail? Um, I
1: don't know.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Seven, eight hours. All right. And situation, married, single kids? Uh, married, three kids under five. Um, oh my gosh, you're a busy guy. How old are you? I'm 31. Oh, you got plenty of energy. All right, that's yeah. fair. I don't feel as bad anymore. Uh, <laughs> what's something you wish you knew when you were 20, Elliot? Um,
1: just jump in right away. to Whatever you believe in, just jump in and just... Pour yourself into it and it'll work out. If it doesn't work out, just keep going at it
0: because it'll work. Shopteeks was launched back in way back in 2010. They helped merchandisers sell online. One of those merchandisers was Elliott's company called doorlador at NYC.com. Uh they that company does five to 10 million top line revenue, but eventually he said, you know, I like the software and I like Shopteeks more. Let me start consulting over there before you know it. He's now running it as co-CEO of the platform. They make money in three ways. They'd have a take rate on revenue that goes through Shop They sell software called material retail that folks pay 125 bucks for. Again, these these brand boutiques use it to grow their business. And then lastly, they actually ship POS uh, systems and they actually take a smaller percent uh, flowing through those systems, 72 million in GMV through those systems last year, hoping to grow their revenue, their total revenue, not not like some big GMV number, but their actual revenue to about 1.5 million this year with a small efficient team, which we love of four full timers. We'll see what happens. Elliot, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: Thank you. It was a great meeting.